You're listening to the Watchman Podcast by Bleed TV. I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. Uh, we're missing a guy tonight. Cash was supposed to join us. He's our, usually our third host. We're sorry about that. But we're going to get right into the show because I don't know about you, bro. Just got through watching this. I'm tingling with excitement on how this one went. Very excited and very confused. <laughs> you know, I want to say I'm confused, but I also want to say it's a splendor feeling because I'm just trying to figure out the alternate reality here. You know, the, the new history that the show presents is what I'm confused with. Yeah, you know, we came into this and there just wasn't a ton of information on whether or not is this going to be connected to the movie in any f- shape, form, or fashion. Prequel, you know, sequel, after, before, whatever, we have no idea. If if I'm correct, it appears that this is just a stand on its own it feels different very much. universe of The Watchmen. Right. I, to me, absolutely. I feel like this has absolutely nothing to do with the Zack Snyder movie. I would agree with you. And if anything, um, you know, not to be spoiler-esque, when you look at the list of cast and this and so on, I really feel like those characters of the movie are going to be sprinkled in, but they're not going to be a part of the story, if that makes sense. Like, you know, you'll, there'll be parts of, like in like this episode, we got to see Dr. Manhattan. We got to see some things. We got to see cartoons and give names and stuff, but they weren't a part of the story in any capacity. Um, and I think we'll get tidbits like that. And maybe we'll get one character that maybe is in, you know, involved and so on. But, you know, I always really wondered how they were going to incorporate all those characters into the show and make it where it was a, you know, a weekly show. Um, and now I feel like that's not what the case is. This is going to be more about, you know, the human element of it, the characters that are not per se superheroes or thing like that, and give you a cool story about working with that in the realm of the Watchmen in this alternate reality or new history or however you want to put it. Um, and, and I like that. To me, I think it's going to be, it's more HBO to me. You know, I, I didn't grow up a DC kid, so I never paid attention to the Watchmen as far as the graphic novels concerned or any of that, you know, as far as I know, there's just the graphic novel and I don't remember anything other than that. Right. Now I know some people had some standalone books, you know, from certain writers and stuff like that. But what do you think about the fact that it looks like most characters are just kind of their characters and different kind of slight versions of them that we get little pieces of. But what do we think about the fact that Rorschach is not a character, but just a mask that a white supremacist group wears. Correct. Um, like I said, I think it's a spin on what you expect. You know what I mean? I think, you know, you could say, well, okay, well, the movie said, you know, uh, spoiler alert, you know, he doesn't live in the movie. Um, but is this the group that comes from that? I don't feel that way from this story. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think, feel that way at all. Like, I don't feel the connection between the two. At all. So that's what makes me lead away from the movie completely. Um, and it's like, but his, he's name dropped, you know, a Warshack, you know, or so on. But they're not giving us enough to make a clarification on it. They don't name drop him. They just say a Rorschach, Rorschach mask. Right. Okay. Well, that's true. But, you know, that's it's as close to the name drop as you can get, you know, without saying, okay, yes. But what I'm getting at, I mean, like, I don't know. Is that is that the extent of who that guy is? You know what I mean? Is that is that what we're going to have is what that mean? Are we going to get a background to what, where, and where, and how this, you know, I, I don't know. Because in this episode, we also saw basically the Ku Klux Klan destroying Tulsa in 1921, you know, doing what they did. But they look like, you know, the hooded knights and the KKK and this and so on. You didn't see them wearing these kind of masks are just this, this is this the updated version of that or well and you think seventh cavalry you think you know rebel army you think whatever you know what I, you know what i'm saying like i i could see where a white supremacist group would get the name from oh there's no doubt you know so that doesn't surprise me and i, I don't want to sound like i'm disappointed but just by going from just pure speculation based on the preview is like Hey, is this a group that's rising up, like the people rising up, wearing Rorschach mask because Rorschach was killed by the supposed good guys? Correct. To cover up what could have been a you know an ugly scene. You know, it's like the CIA, CIA taking somebody out to 
protect people's, you know. Oh, yeah. Create a narrative people are okay with. Yeah. You know, just don't create a big scare or fear. Take out somebody that's a good person. That's what I thought this was going to be. But it appears to have no bearing on any of this stuff. I don't get that vibe. No. But then again, this episode threw me for loops numerous times with, like I said, the alternate history, the direction things are going, the loss of certain characters. I mean, just, just blowing me away. So, so far, stakes are massive. Yeah. Um. You don't normally get big characters, especially ones that are doing an excellent job, Don Johnson. I mean, he's fantastic in the episode, only to we immediately lose him. Yeah, one episode. We had two big characters. I know one was a big character, and one that I thought was going to be a potential big character for the rest of the series. I thought Travis Fimmel was going to be like the leader of the 7th Cavalry. Yeah, he was a great character for it. Um, Instead, he takes the pill and... Deuces. Yeah. I mean, they took like the most white dude with the brightest blue eyes on the planet. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, hey, that's a good choice. I mean, nothing against the actor, But if you wanted to go say, all right, country guy who looks like, you know, a redneck, white supremacist that has gone, he, he's, he's, he's hitting the nail They kind of nailed it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but super surprised. First off. No idea he was going to be in the show yeah. for whatever 10 seconds he's on the screen. Um, but cool. Yeah. I have a feeling they're going to sprinkle in a bunch of stuff like this. I agree. Like Lewis Gossett Jr. Yeah. No idea he was going to be in the show. I mean, like when you saw him in the, when you saw him in the wheelchair and, you know, his not so impressive hair they did on him with his knot, knot in his head and this and so on. You know, I looked at you and I was like, oh my God, that's Lewis, that's Junior. Yeah. You know, and you were like, no, 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 no. So we had to pause it, rewind it for a second. It's like, I'll be damned. That's him. You know? Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, this entire first episode was surprise after surprise after surprise. And to me, it was pleasant surprises. It was something completely unique, something different, something that was imaginative. And, you know, I'm hook, line, sinker for it. Uh, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm really surprised. Uh, well, I'll take that back. I'm not surprised. The Watchmen, the, the graphic novel and the movie and stuff like that, weren't afraid to take these really, you know, toe the line steps, but just screw the line. They just step over it. Oh, yeah. Um, they weren't afraid to just to do put the hard thing in either in paper or on screen. Oh, I know that. I know, I know when the movie came out, I don't know how many people were talking about having a giant blue schlong or comedian shooting a pregnant woman yeah. or all those things that were so faux pas at that time. Yeah. You know, and, and then to love the comedian by the end of the movie. Yeah. Because of his flaws and right. he's raping, uh, yeah. so expector and stuff like that. I mean, it's like, it was weird to care about his character at the end mm-hmm. when he was a total shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> but really he was just a jaded yeah, you know, he was flawed man. You yeah, know? so I have a feeling they're doing some of that with this. It's like you love the Don Johnson character, but he's got no problem getting drunk and doing a little coke around a bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah. um, like a little powder, a little habit. Yeah, uh, I mean to show the the nineteen twenty one Tulsa scene. That's tough to put on a television screen. I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. The opening few minutes, you know, I mean, like I thought the black and white film. I was kind of like, um. I was kind of really like trying to figure out. Didn't surprise me though that they were going. But if you really, you know, what was great about this is that when we got done watching the episode, you know, we ended up watching the beginning of it again as we were being ready to come up, you know, go to the studio and pod, and you you get the you get the correlation. You know what I mean? The black hooded grabs the you know the head of the you know the sheriff who happens to be the white guy in front of everybody. You know, there's a there's a good little correlation there to give you what the episode kind of was about in a way, Um, and so. I, I like that. You just don't realize that what kind of lead in you're getting for it. Um, True. But yeah, like the alternate where they're blowing up Tulsa, you know, and he's saying goodbye to his kid and take care of this boy. And, you know, that was tough, man. It was, it was really tough. And it's a weird thing where you see the Don Johnson sequence. If you mirror that against the black and white film we saw, it was a black man roping a crooked sheriff. Correct. Who was stealing the cattle from the town and stuff like that. 
And what, I mean, we were, we were talking about, like, is he about to be the bad guy? Yeah, because, you know, if you watch that scene, and I know we're jumping around, yeah. but, you know, he's getting dressed, and there's a scene of him as a small boy, and his daddy's got a uh, the sheriff badge, you know, the same star sheriff badge. And it, it's very significant. Yeah. You know, and, you know, they made a point to sh- make sure you see this that I saw, and within the next few minutes, he's taken and he's hung. You know what I mean? So do we get a background story where – his dad was a really bad guy, and that is the motivation for what happened with Lewis Gossett Jr.'s character, you know, which is Will Reeves, you know, if you, we looked it up. Um, you know, but it's too early to tell. You know yeah. what I mean? But I think it's an important tidbit we need to make note of. Absolutely. And I'm terribly sorry that we're jumping around so much, but there's just so much, like, just kind of thrown at you. Oh, yeah. Like, just randomness. Well, not only that. Like, think about when we had Adrian storyline. Like, Okay, you don't really even get to his name dropped. Okay, but you but I knew who he was just because you know obviously anticipating Jeremy Irons and everything uh, going uh, that. And there you go, it's Jeremy Irons' character. Yeah, but if you look it up, it's this is Adrian. This is Adrian. It's, you know, you know, the, you know, in the movie, the big bad guy, and you know, in the whole nine yards. Once <laughs> again, why I thought this was going to be a post Watchmen movie or show after the movie it was because we have an older version of Adrian. Correct. Awesome choice to pick Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Um, Perfect choice, by the way. But what a weird, yes. weird scene for him. <laughs> yes. I mean, like, you and I are like, wow, she's servicing him, but no, we're just... No, we're, it's just a little leg massage. A little leg massage in the know. dude. I mean, whatever, you know? Uh, just, you know, getting the quads worked out. He's got a little uh, <laughs> ride a, rash. A uh, um, little Mary Jane Rottencrotch there. Uh, you know, <laughs> he's fantastic, but so weird. Yeah, uh, yeah. And what's his anniversary of what? I think it's his birthday. It was a single candle, and you said it's your anniversary. I, I know. I, I, you know, maybe in this reality, they don't call it birthdays; they call it anniversary. You know, I don't know. Like that's the thing. Like maybe I'm I'm speculating completely here. Yeah, you know, I have, I have honestly no clue. No clue whatsoever. Um, but we want to get back to how the show started. If we want to quit jumping around like that. I mean, like, the episode really kind of, of course, after the boys, car wreck, he takes the baby. There's a significance there. Well, you and I are debating on who the, the, the baby is. Of course, it's not the main character, Avar. You know, the, the age gap no, is age not gap's there. too crazy. You know, so is that a significant person? You know, we got to figure out who that is and what the importance of that part is. Because uh, that was the only missing part of the completion of this episode is is that the baby is not revealed or don't know who it is or whatever. Okay, um, so I look forward to getting that tidbit. You know, um, but that leads into the police officer pulling over. You know, our boy in this cabbage truck, <laughs> you know, lettuce truck, whatever you want to call it. And this is our first glimpse into the alternate future, our new universe. Correct. In which he's driving a 90s model Ford F-150 pickup, okay? Yeah. 90s model, okay? But he, he has a battery meter on his truck that looks more advanced than anything we have now, you know, are very similar, and so on. We have a cop car with a police officer who has his covered face. Um, we're not sure about what, where, and how yet and why, you know. You know. Uh, it's pretty easy to understand why. Well, yeah, they give you the slap face of, hey, this is why. Um, but Love. The gun locking. The gun lock thing was like, you know, that's so that's possible so now. You know what I mean? So possible. That this you know, could like, this is what reality could be. Is this what you think officers will want to be? You know what I'm saying? It just poses the question. And if you're a police officer out there, I would love for you to email us and say, oh, well, man. What, what, what's your opinion of this? If, you're, if you were told tomorrow that the future is you would have to get clearance to... You know, to have a gun removed because of a situation. First, you have to have clearance to record the person you've pulled over. Correct. They have to give... Permission. Permission. And then, if you want your sidearm, you have to go through a checklist of your danger you're in, (laughs) the possibilities of the person you're talking to... You having know, contraband of something, having a, a serious enough contraband or possible weapon and things like that, and it's like, man, you talk about a, a cop's job is already hard as right. it is. Then you make it this much harder. Obviously, this is a massive. And whether they were trying to do this or not, I don't see how they couldn't be. But this is a massive, you know, play on current events. 
you know. No, and not only that, think about how it turned out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, because he had to go through that protocol, he gets shot to pieces. You and, know? and I'll be super interested for the Twitter feedback tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, or tonight, yeah. I mean. well, or, yeah, or right now, it's probably going off. And I want to know whose side's on what side. And, you know, because the, most of the, the shootings have happened between a white officer and a black uh, civilian, right? And they if you actually role. look at this now, they've reversed it. Because if you look at the police force, it's almost 100% African-American, African-American uh, police officers with a few white cops sprinkled in. Correct. And, you know, man, it's a real weird dynamic they're messing with to, I mean, I almost feel like start discussions. Mm-hmm. Like to have these weird alternate universe discussions or slippery slope discussions. Oh, there's you know? no doubt. I mean, like, and guys, seriously, hit us up on Twitter or tell us what's your thoughts or email us. I mean, that is Bleed TV Podcast at Gmail or Bleed TV Podcast on Twitter or whatever. But seriously, like, it's almost like, how can we flip this around to make it just the complete polar opposite where it's, you know, it's polarizing to the viewer to see it. Does that make sense? Like when you look at that police force and you look at this situation, da, 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 it was very polarizing to me, you know, for that to happen, you know, the, and what they showed and what you had to go through and stuff like that. It, it was a real head thinker to me. And so that's, I, but I really enjoyed it. You know what I mean? And I just, that's where I look forward to now. You, and you have to understand it's become so dangerous to be a cop that they have to hide their identity, their job. Can't tell her soul. Can't talk to anybody about it. Yeah. And that, you I wonder if... cover stories for your own job. Right. And that's either because of the cavalry three years ago, you know, uh, what's his name? Judd. Judd. Judd's character says, you know, at that we thought they were gone. And, you know, we just got complacent and they were hibernating. You know, did they start wearing the mask because of that? The cavalry was out killing cops? I don't really know. I'm not positive. When we first meet... um, Abar. Abar, she's doing a baking class for a school, you know what I mean? And we get the little thing where... It's the white knight. She got shot. Right. They came into her home and shot her. Well, she was involved... In the White Knight, which sounds like a terrorist attack on police officers, on like a you know a planned, you know, well, uh, you know, an organized attack, well organized attack on police officers. And of course, the significant word there is white. You know what I mean? And so you you have to feel like, do we feel like that's because white people are rebelling against black, or we think it's because white people are rebelling against cops, or whatever? You know. I don't have a basis to compare it to, but I think the significance of the color is going to make a difference when we find out when they explain it more in the in the show. Agreed. And if I mean, you got to think too. The Rorschach masks are white. The Klan hoods obviously are white. It's white people under the white hoods and stuff like white supremacists. So I will be curious to know whether or not it's was it strictly you know African American officers that were attacked, or was it just cops in general? You know, because we do see other officers that aren't African-American that have the mask on, too. Correct. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's obviously just dangerous to be a cop. There's no doubt. Now, maybe that's because the reputation of cops have gotten so bad. Once again, play on current events. Correct. Where people are having their bumper stickers like, I back the blue and all this stuff. You know what I mean? And then, um, you know, then on the other side, like, you know, pig this or pig that. You know, So it's. It's a real strange and, you know, like very polarizing and touchy dynamic they're setting. Right. And it's almost like they, you know, if you realize it, like they're like he said when he was talking to, you know, the officer who got shot, by the way, who was in surgery and going to come out of it. Well, we don't know that. Yeah. But even the idea that he's sitting there with a ventilator in a hospital bed after taking eh, basically a full magazine to the chest. I would say at least 15 shots hit him. Right. So, I mean, like, I, and I saw blood. So, I mean, like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to understand, 
you know, and it looks like they're just shooting bullets like in it, like, you know, I know we're having alternate reality, alternate history, so on, but yeah. it looks like they're shooting bullets like anything else. I, I just don't understand how somebody's alive. So they're going to, I had some explaining to do on that one, you know. Um, but like you said, like, like I said, uh, Judd was talking to the, his wife and she's like, you know, no, we kept our story. This, that, or so on. But even when all, in that whole scenario, you take the, you take the media out of the scenario by doing this. Do you know what I mean? Did you notice that? Like the media was not a part really of this first episode. Very minimal. You know what I mean? Like you see some TV stuff and they were talking about superheroes. They, this they show newspapers, things going on. Like you just occasionally, you'll see somebody like fold a newspaper down. You hear radio. Interviews in the background. Mm-hmm. It takes six months to get a firearm now. Right. You know, to pass whatever check or whatever to get a firearm to protect myself. You know, so, man, they're really throwing a lot of this, the current event craziness yes, out at there, you. There's no doubt. You know, there's no doubt about that. Um, so, again, like, that's when you get introduced to John's character. I'm Don Johnson. Well, you know, Judd's character. You know, you, you learn about that. And then we get to meet the new, the, 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 the cop that has the cool mask, which is Looking Glass. And which his, his mask is amazing, by the way. I can't. I'm assuming this thing is real. It looks real. Yeah, it looks like a practical it looks like item. a practical effect. Now, I'm going to be wrong. When he's in the pod later, I think there's some special effects play, but. Who cares? It, it was epic. It is badass when he's in the pot. He ends up looking like the Rorschach. He does. During certain moments of the screens playing. Well, you know, it's the whole, there was, there were several flashes in that pod. And, you know, a couple of them were the whole ink and a folded paper deal. And yeah. it makes small. Like a Rorschach. Every time, every time that that popped up, it was like directly behind him. And it made the reflection like that. It was a great play on the camera work. Um, great actor choice. Yes. This dude is a fantastic character actor. He crushes everything he plays in. Oh, yeah. Um, this guy kind of gives me the Jackie Earl Haley feel and the vibe. Correct. And he has a badass mask. So it's like... It's a deadly combination. I just feel like this was... You know, if Jackie Earl Haley is not in it, this made me feel like he was in it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, just amazing. Well, oh, well done. A little, no doubt, no doubt. Um, and I know this is completely random, but this totally, I was looking at my notes and we kind of just passed right over it. How about the squid rain? There's squid rain. Vietnam's a state. Yes. Um, the American flag looks totally different. Um, she is, she's African-American. Her husband's African-American. They have white children. Um, the, the diversity of the classrooms, I mean, like, Everything is that there's road cleanup crews that have squid signs on them. Yeah, squid, cl- squid cleanup. Um, Sirens for squid rain. Right. There's um, there's buses going by. There's things with flags that the flag is different. You know, like it's yeah. That's what I said. You know, it's um, there was a bus that had graphics on it, and one of the superhero. I mean, like it is. They they went all out to really kind of create the whole like that. You gonna have to uh, this squid rain though, man. I'm, I, I, well, and then in the pod, he asks, do you think the interdimensional attacks are planned by the government or hoaxes by the government or whatever like that? Right. So the squid rain is from an interdimensional something, portal or something, <laughs> opening up right. and launching squid down on the people. Yeah. What the hell is going on? Now, this reminds me of Adrian's character from the movie. Who does open up a portal? Correct. Remember his crazy weird tiger. <clears throat> you know. So it's like they keep playing on a couple of things. Yes. Like there's some attachment, but well, they don't want to go a bridge too far. Yeah, but it's like they're not going there a hundred percent. Right. We right. see Manhattan on Mars, and he's like built a a scale city out of sand, Mars sand, or like that, and then just collapses it or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. There is a ton of randomness in this. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you watch, if you go, you know, we slowed down the video on the pod. And when they were doing the pod, all those flashes, they were giving you little nuggets. Oh, yeah. Of everything, you know. I mean, you had the Underground Railroad. You had you had what looks like, was it Forrest? What's his name? Bedford Forrest. Bedford Forrest. And then you had, uh, it showed the White Knights. It showed this. And it showed Nixon as his face on Mount Rushmore. It showed... It showed a ton of little nuggets of things. 
Um, and it showed the white supremacy. It showed Rorschach's. It showed all these things, flash, flash, flash. Um, like it was very, like you were meant to watch it and pay attention. It, it kind of looks like history has always been volatile. Like never stopped being volatile. Right. It's just always been this crazy thing that's going on. Vietnam is now a state like, like we, like we have won the war over. and we took the country. Over, Correct. Yeah. You know, um, there's just some lunacy here. I mean, it's so crazy. It's hard to keep track of. Yes. <laughs> um, which is one of the main things I'm looking forward to is just seeing how original and crazy they go with all this because it's going to oh, yeah. get even crazier. You know it is. There's no doubt, man. <laughs> I, mean, I think every episode, it's like it should be a personal mission of us to say, oh, there's one. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, I don't think we're going to have to fight to find them. No, it's not like we're looking for the cookies or anything like that. We're literally no. going to be like, how many can we find this episode? How yeah. well are they going to do it? It's It's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, we get, <laughs> you know, Judd has to come forward and, you know, basically we, we get to meet a few new characters, the Red Scare. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Red Scare, which is an awesome name. You know, it's after the, you know, the Ruskies and the, you know, yeah. you know hunting them down and, you know, the the, uh, the witch hunts and all that stuff. You know what I mean? And, um, and, the, and the actor... Just so happens to look like he's, you know, <laughs> from the area. You know, yeah, when you yeah. Talk, yeah. He's got donut crumbs all yeah. stuffing it in his face. I mean, um, but the, they're... Got pan- How about that room and it had that one panda head? You know what I mean? I mean old well, and okay, we saw it in the beginning of the episode and he's like, no, no, not panda. And then he's like, you know, what's your danger number? And so, you know what I mean? And then we actually see... Oh, he's called panda because he wears a panda head yeah. for his mask. <laughs> I mean, like... Um, <laughs> And he's the square of the group, the by the book square. Oh yeah, the manual. Um, you know, but he has to like make a executive decision to release firearms to all the you yeah. know police officers and stuff. And you know, I mean, it's just so nutty. Um, we get the tape from the cavalry, mm-hmm. the TikTok from the trailer we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We get a bunch of stuff, and then of course we go straight into. Dude, how about the. Cattle farming. <laughs> no, no, you you completely grazed over the car, the car. Oh well, her badass uh, <laughs> Grand National the that Grand she's National, rocking. She's rocking, but man. I love how every car is electric, though. Yes, every car you hear it wind up and wind down when mm-hmm. they stop and stuff like that. Um, yeah, where we get to see Lewis Gosh Jr. is out there, you know, of course, and she goes in her bakery and where she has her hidden identity, and then of course that that National rolls out of there looking sweet, but also foreshadowing he says do you think i could lift 200 pounds i'll just wait (laughs) and yeah that obviously has a comeback later um but yeah badass ride she kicked in a door immediately of a trailer and dragged somebody out um he leads us to the cattle farm. Oh, yeah. And I love her lines, too. You know, I got a nose for that stuff. It's like bleach. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> got a nose for white supremacy, and he smells like bleach. <laughs> yeah. You know, the writings was, was fantastic this episode. Um, yeah. I didn't get, like, I didn't have a single time where I was like, okay, a little cheese. I, I really get e- that. Even when Judd is singing Oklahoma songs, you know, at the table and stuff, I felt like, this is that Watchmen feel. Yeah. You know, it's going to have things like this. Yeah. Well, it's um, supposed to go out of bounds. It's supposed to feel like a bridge too far in some spots. I mean, like, we went from, we went to animated spots and we went to, you they, know, they keep showing, they keep showing that there's a Watchmen movie coming out called a hero story. Um, nice, you know, call back to the comedian. It looks like him, the yeah. actual character. From the movie in the poster, correct. You know, in the trailer or whatever they're showing and stuff. Oh I was yeah, like, it gives us all the characters. Yeah, the dollar I, bill all the way up. I thought that was cool, uh, but I mean, they actually show a profile. Yeah, oh of yeah, the comedian, you know, and I was like, well, that's kind of neat. If that's you know, look, it looked like him. Um, I don't know, the cattle farm scene, dude. You talking you about know, just like fifty cal turrets okay, on so the back we'll, of a truck? Look at the, the watch batteries. 
Okay. We're going to see. Judd you know. later tells you, oh, some lithium ones, they've got everybody sick. Or da, da, da. All right. So is there a motivation by that line? Or, you know what I mean? Here's the thing. There's something to do with time, too. Mm-hmm. You know, they got the whole TikTok thing in the in the movie. Adrian gets a stopwatch or a, a, a pocket, time piece, a yeah. pocket watch or whatever. Um, there's something going on with time. I feel like. Well, of course, it's a play on the name, but um, I mean, Watchmen. Yeah, it was the name of a group. But in this alternate story, if this is about a, a story within that realm, right? You but mean, do you feel like they're saving up the batteries because they want to make a bomb out of the batteries? Like he says, like so they make a cancer bomb. He kind of makes a joke about it. Or are they removing watch batteries from existence? It's really strange. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean that's true. Yeah, I mean think about it. If they if their goal is to shut an electrical grid down, and basically you'll create anarchy because everything is on an electrical circuit. You know, like in today's world, like you know, we used to watch love that love to watch that show called Doomsday Preppers, and a third of the people on there talked about if. Uh, electronic infrastructure ever failed that we would go into complete anarchy and chaos and people would kill each other because it would be loss of the financial system it'd be loss of your yeah. transportation and everything else and people would literally go to dark immediately and so if they do something to that effect you know what i mean i don't know i don't, I don't the watch batteries that to me to get to that to that that's a big leap but I don't know. I want. I want to feel like it's something like that. I'm just saying there was a lot of watches, yeah. and has a lot of batteries. You ain't lying. That that bucket was almost full. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for them to have to take it out of there, really like that was strange. Important. And yeah, it was very important enough to them to try to get out of there with the plane with them. Mm-hmm. Really weird. Yeah. Really, really weird. We'd like to have a moment of silence for all the cattle, though, on this scene. Um, a lot of good beef left lot, out there. Such a, you know, it was it was really tough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but brazen. Like, how about the lights coming on? Uh, awesome effects. That, man, it was. Uh, I feel terrible. I mean, Pete is not going to enjoy this one. No. But a lot of beef was getting just like chunks ripped out of it. It was um, unreal. Pretty gnarly. I'm not sure about the accuracy of whether or not that bullet would just fly straight through that cow or not. I would say yes. I would say yes. As a person who has shot a fifty cal before um, and seen what it can do and blow through concrete, blow through cinder block, blow th- a fleshy substance such as a cow would be zero resistance. You know, And there was one scene where you see the bullet hit the cow when it would have gone through it and killed Abar, but it didn't. And then the very next bullet goes right through it beside her. You know what I'm saying? And that happened a couple times. It wasn't enough for me to go, bullshit. You know what I mean? Like that. It just happens to be that one catch. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I preferred the guys that were behind the concrete feeding hole. Correct. You know, Red Scare's hiding behind that. I was like, well, that that feels more real than the cow. But concrete thing doesn't give you the coolness factor of a cow being just Swiss cheese <laughs> oh, blown yeah. to pieces spattering all over Abar's character. So it's like... Yeah, that's the other thing, too. It's like, Abar would have been covered in blood. Yeah. You notice that? But when she got up to that that house chasing, you know, when she got up to the car, kicked him off, got to the house, she had little to none on her. And yeah, so, it's kind of surprising. I feel like it's an opportunity to cover her in blood. Like, why wouldn't you? Well, exactly. To yeah. me, I think she should be like, okay, you're covered in a cow's guts because you were literally behind one as it took 45 rounds. Yeah. You and know? you know what? There was so much good that came with it that it didn't, like it didn't distract me at all. But it didn't immediately register. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was watching the scene like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And didn't, I didn't go, oh, wait a minute. She's supposed to be covered in blood. That's BS. You know what I mean? Well, I love that she runs up, shoots the first guy off the truck or like that, the first threat. Correct. And then jumps up there. And chases this guy into the house and stuff. And then we got one of the reasons why we love the John Wick movies and the Jason Bourne movies and things like that. Authentic hand-to-hand fighting. We got real fight. Yeah. You know. 
And here's the thing. She is a female versus the guy who, who plays on Vikings. Yeah. Who, <laughs> you know, biologically, he should be stronger and throwing around. And he does that. Yep. And it shows her taking punch in the rib. It takes her taking it. <laughs> shows her hurting. Hurt and getting kicked. It doesn't show one superhero dominating somebody she shouldn't be dominating. No, and, and this is one of the things I liked about Watchmen originally. The only OP person on the Watchmen is Mr. Manhattan mm-hmm. or Dr. Manhattan. Correct. Nobody else has superpowers other than Adrian, you know, which Adrian didn't really have superpowers. No. He's just the, most, the smartest and, you know, most successful person. Yeah. You know, he kind of knows what you're going to do before you do it. So right. it's kind of like that. But, but yeah, you know, I love the realism. She's down. She's getting kicked and punched and stuff like that. And she kicks him in the shin, you know, things like that. She uses some good moves for leverage. She props him over, this or so on. She only has up. that one weird cartwheel move that would seem but it like. Looked good. But no, it looked fine. That's what I'm saying. They did an excellent job. Excellent agreed. job on Absolutely a fight. Absolutely agree. Um, can't believe this actor took a cyanide pill. Once again, I mean, it just lost another huge name. A guy I would have enjoyed seeing more and more through the Absolutely. series. Absolutely. This guy crushes it on Vikings. Crushed crushed it on Vikings. <laughs> um, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> uh, but he's just, an, he's, he's a great actor. Um, fits the bill. I mean, I, perfectly. I was. Ext- it's very weird to hear him talk with that country ass accent. Oh yeah, because that's not normal. Um, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you know, I just, I just couldn't believe it. That's what I love so far about the show. You know, I don't want to try to sound like a sycophant, but it's like I love stakes. I love that the show's not scared to go there. Bring somebody on, and you're like, oh, here comes a good big character, and then he's dead within the next time you see him on screen. Well, it tells you that there, there's no expected duration for anyone yeah no i don't i don't now now i'd be shocked if jeremy irons dies next episode if abar dies next episode you know what i'm saying like (laughs) like you're gonna have to have some primary characters they've laid some groundwork for certain characters but the thing of it is is man they really made some good strides with the judd character only to kill him you know what i mean yeah i mean that's that's a guy you're gonna miss Mm -hmm. so i you know I'll be really curious, you know, what they keep doing. We've we're yet to actually see the Watchmen. No, I mean, like, like you said, we saw the little thing on TV. You you did the little cartoon thing that showed, you know, like a movie intro, but you didn't see any of the perceived main characters of Watchmen. What you think? Right, and I'm, you know. Are we going to see the comedian and stuff like that? I mean, are we going to see? Because right. this has no tying to the movie. All right. So you watch the preview, which, like I said, we got we got pretty much to the end, you know, like that. A couple of little details I want to talk about. But you get to the end, you know, and it gives you a preview coming up. And you do get to see, you know, uh, a, a very sneak glimpse of blue hands. Like, you know, Dr. Manhattan, you do get to see... Um, you can see Hooded Justice coming hooded through Justice, a... Uh, through a window. Through a window. You do... You I do, mean, a slight not, is it night bit owl? of Night Owl. Night Owl. Um, Looks like he's coming into a bank. Right. So, I, I, to me, and plus, I went to IMDb, and I, you know, I always like to look and see, all right, who the character's going to... Who the actor's going to be for certain things and stuff. I swept through IMDb. The only one on there... It gives a named person for a, you know, one of the big characters is Night Owl. That's it. It yeah, doesn't give a named character for somebody else. You know, I did a quick swipe. I mean, I'm wrong. The, the cast is quite extensive. I didn't go all the way. But usually yeah. by the time you scroll three times, you've gotten past all your main characters. You know what I mean? And that, who's to say the show's not just fucking with us 100%? The Hooded Justice scene coming through the window could looks be, looks like a movie. Yeah, it could be like a scene, an excerpt from the movie. Because they keep showing us these, the trailer. They show us the bus with this, you know, the hero's story and so like that. Yeah, and it's like it's advertising. This could all just be a play on Marvel movies. Yeah, on how big the comic book movies are and stuff like that. I mean, it could easily be that. It could definitely be that. So the only this, thing, this only, whole universe could be 
post superheroes, and this is a movie talking about it. If if we didn't see the FBI agent and look up that she's somebody in the preview, you know, you would start to you would start to think that like, well, this is all just a bunch oh, of yeah, shenanigans yeah, they're putting that's at silk, us. Yeah. So maybe they're just going to gradually introduce us to people because they still have secret identities. And that's what I would hope for. Yeah. I would hope that we get a little touch here and there, but they're never a primary character for the storyline. Honestly, I can't tell now. I can't tell. Or is this whole episode and this whole storyline leading us into an area where the world has gotten so bad between the cops and the cavalry and whatever it is Adrian's planning that that's when the Watchmen have to come out? Yeah, I can see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't even get the Watchmen until things get bad enough. When the need is considered there. Yeah. I mean, it's very possible. Um, I hope, since it's not tied to the movie, that we get those characters. I do, too. But I also worry with the level of realism that we're done so far, that I'm worried that bringing in Supernatural could hurt the overall deal. Does that make sense? I don't think anybody goes into this show not knowing who Dr. Manhattan is. They put it in the first episode. You are aware of who he is. The rest of them aren't supernatural. No, they're average Joes. uh, So, well, better than average Joes. They're average Joes and super flawed. They're all human. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like you bring them in. Freaking Judd and his side chick lady or whatever like that are riding in the owl. Yeah. Night yes. Owl's right. How do they have that? True that. True that. Cool ass scene though with it. It shoots flames at a plane. You know what I mean? Like that's not what I was thinking was about to go down. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what it made me think? With Adrian being as old and now Judd is this old. It made me think that Judd was old Night Owl. You know what I mean? Or Maybe. I mean, that's what I thought, but I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. The possibilities are endless. I mean, is it confiscated? Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're just flying it around? There's no telling. I mean, hell, on my notes right here, I have in giant bold letters, they're using beepers. For Christ's sake. You know what I mean? Like, have you seen somebody whip a cell phone out yet? Do you realize that? No cell phone. No, they're answering landlines. They're answering landlines and using beepers. Little Big Horn, which was... You know, the Battle of Bighorn was, you know, was a significance in history, but was this, you know, in this history, you don't know what the hell that means. You know what I mean? In this case, with Little Bighorn, that means man down, I guess. You know, officer shot in line of duty or whatever. No idea. You know, exactly. They've given us so much, but you don't know what to assume with any of it based on what they've given you in the realm. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, I mean, Nixon is a hero. Yeah, he's the preview shows him having statues built with him, and his face is on Rushmore. Nixon's a hero. That and that mentality is, I guess, the conservative side. I guess I, you would say. Or I'm 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 ashamed to uh, say this, but I think I'm right. Are we? Nixon's face replaced Lincoln's face. Am I? Am, am I correct? Isn't he the far right? Because, like remember. you said, 1942, if the Klan is able to kill and do what they said or so on, that's, yeah, yeah, that's post, you know, Civil War, this, you know, all that stuff, like Civil War. You know, I mean, so. I really don't know. I just don't <laughs> It makes know. me want to pull a picture up of Rushmore up right now. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I really just don't know. Um, but, you know, I, I'm just, where, where do you predict from here? Yeah, I guess this is the next question. Where do you predict from here? Yes, it is. It, by the way, it is Lincoln's face. It's replaced by Nixon. Okay. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln. So, you know, so we're saying, you know, <laughs> so that that's another huge play on yeah, everything. I, so I, we, I, mean. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's so out there that it's hard to reconcile all of it in one episode because it's so much. I, I thought I was going to have more like more idea of what was going on based on the movie, but the movie just doesn't help at all. Mm -mm. 
I mean, very little to none. So no, and it, to me, it's also part of the flavor of it is like you're just soaking it in. And you're just trying to figure it all out, man. Yeah, I, it's like a brain teaser while you're watching a good show. The the good thing is, once again, it had HBO quality. Oh, the pedigree um, was all over it. You know, it had good writing, good cinematography, good fun. I was never bored. No. You can't take your eyes off the screen for more than a couple seconds because you are going to miss some little cool detail they're throwing in there. Absolutely. Um, I love this, like... You know, it always reminds me of it. Always reminds me of like what people thought in the seventies and eighties what the future was going to look like. Okay, yeah. they always thought it was going to look like the Jetsons or whatever the case may be. And you, if you watch this thing, it's like it's older model vehicles, but they're electric. You know, there's there's like this newer technology. They never even considered cell phones. Correct. So they got beepers. Right. And you notice that like social media will not be a party of this in any, in any capacity. No. The weapons aren't futuristic. Nope. If anything, um, there, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing more advanced other than like the pod was something unique. The pod, well, the, but the pod looks all steampunky. It's almost... It does. The owl... Yeah, it looks supernatural, a little supernatural. It's a little different. But it looked dated on the inside. Yeah, it all you know what I'm dated. saying? It used a flamethrower <laughs> to take out the plane. And they flew away in an Cessna. You know what I mean? Um, so. <laughs> so it's really weird to keep up with. It's like, I mean, you have to take it all in. Massively yeah, take I was, it I was in. under right notes. We watched it. I was just like, you know, missing. I'm afraid I'd miss something. Yeah, but yeah. it's so neat because, like I said, it just... It's what do you think the future technology will be? Because you just never really knew. Mm-mm. No one ever could see what was really coming was coming. Correct. You always think you know, and it's always too far advanced. You know. Think of how many things had robots in the 1990s mm-hmm. from the old movies. It's like, oh, in 1996, there will be the robots and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's like, yeah. Actually, we don't even have a shitty, simple version of a robot today in 2019. Um, and if we do have one, it's a billion-dollar project that you can't yeah, even sneeze you, at. You know. You know. So it's just funny. I think that's what it's kind of going, leaning towards a little bit. Can you imagine how much fun they're having with that, though? Oh, I can imagine. I mean, it's, it's so fun. The landlines. You know they're going to play on that a little bit. They have to. I have to. I mean, it's ridiculous <laughs> to, to look at it. I mean, it doesn't even look right seeing it on the screen. Right. So I, I know they're enjoying it. All right. A couple key drops. Um, literally a drop. Don Johnson's blood drop has the signature blood drop across his badge. Across the badge you know, instead which is of the, the classic, all the comic and everything. Yeah. Um, okay. Lewis Gossett Jr.'s character, Will Reeves, he is in his wheelchair with the piece of paper that says, please look after this boy. Mm-hmm. So that is purely there to say, okay, this is the old version of him. Okay. Uh, significance of it. We're not positive yet. Um, so it was 1922. 1921 Tulsa. 21. I'm going to predict he's five years old. Well, you know, he says he's 105 years old. Correct. But if you add, say he's five years old at the time right. of 1921. 100 from 22. Right. Okay. There you go. So we're in 2022, maybe? Yeah. Um, so it gives you a time frame of where we are. Um, okay, so he's Will Reeves, this little boy from you know Tulsa or whatever. Um, kind of na- narrowing down the previews, there is one scene where a bar is in this room and it has this holographic tree, which I'm guessing this is supposed to be a, a lineage or your genetic tree, whatever you know. They say it who shows you, him as a boy, and it shows him a boy, and his face is like imprinted over hers at the exact same time, lined up with hers. Yeah. So are we to say that she is maybe a, a descendant of his, or that's the reason he's looking for, or whatever? I think that's kind of a telltale. So I'm I'm very curious to where that's going to go. Um, it shows that we have uh, Silk coming to play the, as the FBI agent. 
we see we do see three of the big characters. We do get to see the blue hands of Doctor Manhattan. We do get to see Night Owl, and we get to see Hood of Justice go through a window. So those things are in the previews. We get to see Abar pull on some special glasses and see something that's very revealing. We see something fall from the sky and land as people are watching. It looks like Doctor Manhattan. Um, we there's several significant things are going on. Um, we introduce some new characters here and there. So. Too much to say where it's going exactly, but one key thing that was talked about was Jeremy Irons' character Adrian says is that there's one thing greater than any man-made weapon or atomic weapon and so on is to create fear. And then you do see a scene of like a person screaming and then everybody's at a carnival dead on the ground or and so on. So it, you feel like he's got like a, a master plan of creating a fear epidemic of some kind. Or something to that nature. And there's also an an Asian woman character that says she has a plan as well. Um, so we should be seeing more there. But you also get to see him like working on this pod thing. Yeah. And you see him like slide down like a detonator on old school mm-hmm. dynamite. And so I hope we get a lot more of him moving forward to see where he fits into this whole thing. Because right now he looks like he's afar. Because the yeah. whole scene of the fantasy land of him on a white horse coming in and and everything else and this castle that looks like it's thousands of miles away from the reality we're in and Tulsa, you know, I'm very curious. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Very, very curious. Yeah. Um, but I can't think of much anything else on it that's just like gnawing at me, you know? No, not really. And. I'm sure we'll think of more stuff because there's just so much stuff. Oh, there's no doubt. But, but look, y'all think of something, let us know. And man, we'd love to chat on social media with you guys. Uh, do not hesitate. Facebook, Twitter, Bleed TV Podcast, let us know. Uh, we're going to be neck diving in this every time. Every Sunday night when the show comes on, we're going to pot it right afterwards and get it out early to be one of the first people with content. Uh, and we'd love to chat with you guys. And if we miss something or you have a different opinion or whatever, hit us up. We'd love to talk about it. We add it to the show every week. So we look forward to it. Uh, you got anything else? No, nah, man, I'm good. I think we're good here. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Uh, if you like what you hear, please subscribe. And if you really enjoyed it, man, give us a positive review on iTunes. It would be a great help. Other than that, we're going to call it a night. Uh, so this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And we'll see you all next week. That's what you are.